No, like um, I've been ripping and running all day. Like you know how they say, um, you understand ripping and running when you get older. Mm-hmm. What that really means, trust me. Today I understood it. I overstood it. I'll say. I like to put it. I overstood it. But yeah. Um, good evening. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? Have you? What's up, y'all? Bye. What's up, gang members? He's Jermaine presenting episode twenty of Sucio Sports, presented by Jail Blasters. Up there in the corner. We're almost twenty-one, guys. We we almost can legally drink on here. We almost can legally drink, but you know what? Not like we ain't been doing it anyway. I'm gonna illegally drink anyway. Underage drinking. Actually, I've been on my uh, I've been in my bad bitch era. Oh, really? <laughs> I've been drinking mimosa. Oh mimosa. shit! Yo, in my bad bitch hair, you know. That looks I got this from good, Audi, actually. It is oh, really? it's, uh, it's mango mimosa. Yeah. Bro, like it's been it be sometimes like I used to like to uh sip on like especially if I'm cooking cuz like when I'm in the middle of cooking, I don't like to drink nothing too too heavy. I like to sip on something I can, you know, just kind of sip and keep moving or whatever. It used to be right. these uh, it, it, the little margaritas you could buy like in the grocery store or whatever. Uh, H E B used okay. to have them. That's why I picked them up because H E B definitely needs to be a sponsor on the, on the network. But um, they would have them sometimes on sale. It would be that or um. I love when Jack Daniels has the little punches, the Jack and Cola or whatever. Now, Crown Royal has theirs. And I'm going to be honest. The first batch. I like them. I like them. The the only thing I really liked was the Crown and Cola. I didn't like the other flavors. Max is not happy right now. The Crown... <laughs> the crown and coke is my favorite one. Crown and coke is definitely my favorite one. Um, what's your favorite drink? In the chat, uh, those that are there, let us know what you like to. What you like to sip on while you? All right, so damn bad. Come here. You want to be on the pot or what? Come on. Come on. This dude. He act like he want to be on the pod. He just want to be nosy. That's all. <laughs> he he ran off. Be, he didn't want to see what's going on. Yeah, he he hear you. So he like, okay, what's going on? And he done walked out the room. Like, this guy interrupted the whole flow of the show for nothing. Just to be like, I don't want to be here. But anyway, um... Nah, it's it's funny. Uh, like would be happening sometimes. Like it, it was it was funny. Like just this past week, this weekend, and everything. Like you said, you was tired. I was feeling tired, and I was just like, oh man, 
I said, well, look, I, my my daughter had her senior uh, night for the basketball team or whatever last night. And I was like, well, we can't do t- t- tonight. It's, it's out the question. It's like, all right, let's do Wednesday. Right. All right, we'll do Wednesday. And then we look, oh, wait, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> I got fussed. We were like, whoops. <laughs> Severely but, fussed at. Exactly. We're gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it short and light and sweet. But because it is Valentine's Day, I have the perfect and 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 I mean perfect intro song. Perfect. Chill out because you take it from your website. I won't waste my time trying to figure out why you playing games. What's this all about? And I can't believe you're hurting me. I met your girl. What a difference. What you see in her, you ain't seen in me. But I guess it was all just make believe. Hey man, the video that's my, that's of my, kids. That's my damn right there, boy. Bruh, the video of the kids singing this is dope. I, I love it. People are like, these kids are too young. They weren't even born this song. Man, who cares if they were? A lot of them kids was probably made to that song. Probably Leave was. Leave it be. Let them sing it. Let them sing it. Let them have that, man. Leave them kids alone. But yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? We, uh. Oh, man, that's it. I just told my mama, like, Ma, I got something I got to do right now. Why are you trying to call me right now? Like, my freaking, uh. Bruh, like, she, she's like the definition of, uh. Like how some of my radio friends say they'll be on air and people know they have their show going and they'll still call them or text them or, hey, hey, I got to ask you something right quick. Like, bro, don't you know I'm on the radio right now? That's my mom. Hey, what you thought I was, thought I was going to answer you on here? Like, I, I, I literally just got off the phone with you and told you I was, I was about to be in the middle of doing something. I, I, I said that. I, I know I did. And if I didn't, I meant to say it and I forgot, but I know like 
I've told her this before. But I just had to answer with the response to text. So she got it. But yeah, man. Like, uh, so how was your weekend? Like it it was it was cool because I got the uh, I got to cook some stuff that I had wanted to cook, and then somebody requested something different. Uh, I ended up cooking a couple different things, and then we sat there and watched the game. Me and my daughter, just daddy daughter time, hanging out watching the game and stuff. And um, that's dope. It was that's dope. it was cool until halftime when she turned it up when Usher got on the stage, and then I was like, "Can we? Can we? Can we turn the volume back down?" Like, it's like, <laughs> I get it? I get it. I was jamming with you for most of the halftime show, but like, we bring it back down a little bit. Turn it to a turn it to an old nigga real quick, bro. Like, <laughs> like real quick. Real quick, I was like, okay, you got it on like, can we put it on 40-something? It's on 60-something. Can we at least put it on 40-something? Like, just bring it down a little bit. But yeah, man, we, we hung out and um had a good time and stuff and um just was chilling and eating and, you know what I'm saying? Bruh, I hit on, I would say probably one of the craziest prop bets I think I can remember hitting on ever. Ever. So last week, I believe it was, uh, we came on the show and we were just going over some of the Super Bowl prop bets, right? And um, one of them that we came across was because uh, Andy Reid likes his burgers, especially after uh-huh. the They said, uh, what burger... Or what place would Andy Reid visit if they won or whatever, right? And so, you know, you got the usual suspects like uh, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King on there, right? Uh, then you got like the the lesser knowns or the 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 next runners up or what have you. You, you had like five guys and uh, you know all this other stuff. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, nah. I think I think in and out because they're in Vegas. You know, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, they're in Vegas. I put five dollars on it. I was like, you know what? It's screw it. It's worth a five. You know, just whatever. Five dollars. No big deal. Looked up Monday morning. Like, wait a minute. There's a little bit more money in the account than I thought was in there. Because I'm looking to see, because I knew I hit on at least one or two, right? I was like, wait a minute. I checked this last night, and this wasn't the balance. How, how did I get, like, I'm not tripping about having more money. I'm just trying to figure out where did it come from, because I know it wasn't deposited off my card. Bro, when I looked and I saw Andy Reid in and out, I was like, whoa, are you serious? And then wager one. I was like, hey, no, man, I ain't been more on it. But, yeah, that that wager on uh, where he would eat his burger after the game, that hit. 
on in and out and it was simply because I'm looking at I'm like he's not going to go to Burger King, McDonald's or Wendy's, not the usual suspects. What's up, Dre? Um what a burger had literally like just opened, I want to say on the strip for the very first time like that same last week. Um so I I, I don't even think they were on there under consideration. There was a couple other ones and I don't know in and out just kind of stuck out to me because it's a typically like a West Coast kind of thing. So that was kind of cool to hit on that prop bet. But um, I know another prop bet that was in shambles during after the Super Bowl was the color of the Gatorade dunked on the winning coach. Um, it was like a purple kind of color from what I can remember. But I want to say maybe there was some discrepancy as to was it blue or was it purple or blah, 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 blah. But I know that was something that was uh, kind of uh, under some consideration or whatever right there. I think you're I'm muted. talking and I'm muted. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was kind of like a blurple. Yes, yes. That's basically exactly what it was. It was because it, it was like this weird kind of. It almost looked like kind of gray or black or something at some points, you know. But it, it was. Um, it was kind of weird. Uh, Dre asked, "How do we feel about Kelsey barking at Andy Reid?" I mean, I don't have I don't a problem. I don't really care, to be it's honest football. with you. Um, shit like that is bound to happen, uh, especially when you're in the moment. Yeah, you're in the heat of the moment. You're in the prime of your career. You're competing for a Super Bowl on the biggest stage. There's a lot of pressure there. Um, yes, it's your third one and you're trying or, or fourth appearance and you're trying to win your third one. Uh, but uh, just... You can't you can't expect the guy not to get out of hand, especially when the guy who they subbed him out for uh, not only gave up the tack the block to get the tackle, but he also gave up the swim move that caused the fumble that the 49ers end up recovering. So it's like and at that point that he fussed at him, also Kelsey won't get in the ball. That was the whole thing too. Yeah. At that point that he fussed at him. He only had one catch for what one yard? One yard. Yeah. It was one catch, one yard. That was it. Yeah. So that was yeah. his frustration before everything else was mm -hmm. get me the ball if y'all want to win. And then after that, they got on the ball and they won. So yeah, and Kelsey. I mean, that's all the, it was. The seat of the moment, man. Kelsey knows he's yeah. the best, he's the best player on their offense. Get me going, right. and we're gonna, you know, the offense moves through. With and through me, so right. I ain't mad at it at all. And the thing is, is like Kelsey isn't um, Kelsey isn't one of those um, he isn't one of those kind of guys where like the, he could have fussed at him at any point in time about not getting the ball. To me, the timing of him and what he did and bumping into him and yelling at him like that after the fumble lets you know all you need to know about his passion at that point in winning the game because most people will just look at this guy yelling at his coach he bumped his coach he's all in his face that's not a good look and no it's not a good look but when we when we break it down barney style and look at it it's in the confines of football 
number one. Yep. Very, you know, aggressive, hard-nosed sport. Uh, number two, we're on the biggest stage possible, like literally and figuratively. Like you're at the pinnacle of your profession, and this is the most watched television program that's going to happen all year long. So you're literally at the pinnacle of your profession, and everybody's watching. You're competitive. Yes, you're going to be pissed. I believe Kelsey's going to be 35 going into the next year. So he probably doesn't know at that point how many years or how many opportunities left he has at being on this stage. So, yeah, he's going to feel some type of way about being taken out of the game in a crucial moment and then something like that happening. Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, I love it. It works out. It worked out for them in the end. Yeah, they uh they they ended up winning and you know people were saying all kinds of stuff and um I know we had talked about like it's cool with the Taylor Swift thing with some of the girl dads and stuff like that it connects them and everything but I, I and I I defended the girl dads in that situation you know what I'm saying cuz I know like um I got a homegirl, matter of fact, um, Keeks, I'll leave it Keith. Her her two little girls are Swifty, she said. So she knows that she doesn't want to know this. She doesn't like it, but it's like, you know, my kids like it. Um, I got another homeboy, his daughter loves Taylor Swift. Like, he knows the words, took it to the concert, everything. And he like I want better for these children. Like she. She wasn't even on the screen for a minute, and it annoyed me. And I was just I like, want better hey, for these children. You got to roll with it. Got to roll with it. No, you know? I, want, but, I want better for these children. I want better for them. <laughs> they need better role models. Weird-ass white lady. The hell? Hey, man, no. look. No. Look. No. Look. No. Matter of fact, I think we're talking about her. It's a sometimes Mm. it's almost like um, it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta take a hit in order to you know take take one step back, take two steps forward, and it's like you sometimes you gotta give in to some things, and it's like as a parent. It's like you be like, man, you like this? This is what you like? You like this? Like, ah, whatever. I, I ain't had to worry about that. My daughter was like, she was frowning. I, I, my enjoyment came the like the the forty five seconds to a minute or so she was on screen like messing with my daughter about it. That 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 gave me joy in that moment because she didn't like it. She was she was turned up. Like, Chugging beer, having fun, you know, that's nice. Her little like homie a ice, ice was with her, like a fan. She had, yeah. she was a fan. Yeah. Like, I'm tripping because what makes her so different than any other player, girlfriend, wife, whatever? She's not even. She's a player girlfriend. She ain't even player fiance wife. Cause she, cause she's Taylor Swift. I put it to you like this. Don't nobody care about that white woman. Taylor Swift is the white people's Beyonce. 
That's why. So like, if you if you translated like translated translated like this, if let's just say if Beyonce was dating Lamar Jackson, right? If Beyonce was dating like uh uh CJ Stroud or or uh uh, uh Jettis, let's say Beyonce was dating Jettis, right? People will go nuts over this. Like they would literally be trying to smell her farts or something to say, oh, she farts purple because Jettis plays for the Vikings. Like that's how crazy people would be over Beyonce if she was dating or married to somebody, a high profile athlete. That's why everybody goes crazy for her because that's what she is to them. And it's like she got this crazy crossover appeal. And one of the things that a uh, little bit of off sports topic that I was talking about today, if the story is true and it, we don't know if it's true or not, but it's been reported that she got Kanye kicked out because he was he bought tickets and sat in front of her or something like that. If that is true. It's ironic that she would have a problem with him uh, being pictured, photographed, video, whatever, or whatever, sitting by her when he played a large part in her success and her fame taking off the way it did. Now, whether you can argue one way or the other or not, that moment. And, and, and to be honest with you, everybody agreed with Kanye. A lot of people agree with Kanye. He was right in saying what he said. He just went about it the wrong way. You know, that wasn't very polite or nice to go up on stage in that moment and say that. I'm pretty sure Kanye would have had a moment where he could have said that and would have had the same effect. But by going up there, Bogart the time and making her into some sort of martyr, basically, it upped her stock. And it really did. Sorry for her. Because that was and around the time people started hating Kanye too. Right. And that was around the time, like, it wasn't long after his mom died. And that's when he really, like, went off the deep end and stuff, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken. But it, like you said, that's right. That's around the time people stopped really liking him. And so... It's just ironic that if that story is true, it hasn't been confirmed, corroborated, or nothing like that. The the first like um, somewhat reputable sports source that I saw that that posted something about it was a uh, Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio's uh, website, uh, and they they put something out there to the effect of you know uh, Brandon Marshall said this. If this really did happen, then blah 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 blah. Like, just kind of speculating, you know, that this was said, and if it did happen, this is what this looks like or means what happened. But anyway, uh, the Super Bowl, it was a great game. Uh, I want people to not be prisoners of the moment and crown this the greatest Super Bowl ever. Let's let's calm down and relax a little bit um, because there's other games that I remember seeing uh, 49ers and the Bengals uh, in the Superdome, as a matter of fact, when I was a kid. Um, 
hell, the 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 Patriots when they came back against the Falcons. Ooh, uh, the, 28-3. The Patriots Eagles Super Bowl. Um shit. Uh I mean, there's just there's been a, a bunch of them like that I can remember that I enjoyed those games more than I enjoyed this one. Now, this one was a great game, don't get me wrong. It had a lot of drama, suspense, the back and forth. But to me, I wouldn't crown it as this is head and shoulders above everything else. This was the greatest Super Bowl ever played. It was a great game. Maybe if you want to put it in your top five, I could see that. Uh, however, I can't. I can't give it the one above everything else. I, I can't do that. Yeah, it was a great game just because of the back and forth, the overtime, the you know, every once it was set in stone. Real good game. I don't know. I got to sit back and think as far as like where it ranks. Mm-hmm. I, off the top of my head, I really can't think where it is, where it ranks right now. But it, it was a great game. I hate who won, but you know. Yeah. Um, but they the Chiefs did have their parade today and a bit of somber news as uh there was an active shooter. Uh one person was dead and 21 others 21 others were wounded. Um just not really gonna highlight the negativity and all of that or whatever or their motives and what have you. It's just like people are feeling more bold about doing stuff like this. And to me, the way you lessen people feeling bold about doing stuff like this is making sure whenever there is a jackass who's bold enough to try it, that they get dealt with swiftly and quickly. And I mean, hey, if that involves, you know, them getting blasted 37 times or whatever. You shouldn't be out in public trying to kill innocent people. That's on you. But, um, yeah, so just uh, thoughts and prayers with those up in Kansas City uh, that were at the parade that had to experience that, especially those who lost lives and were wounded and whatnot. Um, Just a tragic thing and such a, uh, I mean, what should be like a great moment for them, uh, their third Super Bowl win in the last five years. Uh, I mean, just something that you would think that would be just a a watershed moment, like something to, to bring the community together. And you have something like this to to distract everyone from it. But good to see that that there were some um, other innocent bystanders that actually helped apprehend the, the shooter or whatever. But um Overall, it seemed like everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl in Vegas. Uh, One of the things that I did hear complaints about was, uh, I believe the media hotel was at the Luxor, which isn't the greatest. Uh, Another thing was uh, some people said that stuff was just way so over the top. It was um, like a little bit too much in some instances. And of course, with the Super Bowl, you're going to get price gouging. But the Super Bowl in Vegas, you got some insane price gouging. Uh, one of the things that was uh, kind of price gouged a, a bit was I, I, I looked it up. A coworker of mine, we talking and uh, 
like through his broken English and my broken Spanish, we communicating and everything, and we trying to find out what the what the tickets look like. Just you know, just fooling around, bro. The cheapest ticket we could find was like sixty five hundred dollars. That's crazy. That was the absolute bottom barrel price you could get in the building was sixty five hundred dollars when we looked at it that morning. And I was I was floored. And you had the of course you had the story of uh, uh, what's his name uh, Christian McCaffrey's mom uh, saying that they're not going to get a suite because it's like two point five million. And I mean just insane stuff like that. Like just the there was another video I think it was on TikTok maybe, uh, but I saw it making its rounds. Um, somebody bought a water and a soda, I believe it was just a water and a soda. And I want to say the total was like $26 or $32 or something like that. It just for a water and a soda. And I, I just, <laughs> I hate And it's like, you have to, you have to spend the money when you are there, because if not, you're there for a very long time, a very long oh, yeah. time. So you're, you're going to starve. You're going to dehydrate all of that. So it's like, you got to spend the money on these things. Sport events can be expensive. They could definitely be very, very expensive. Bro, it's it's gotten to the point where, like, you'll see uh, the ticket package deals, right? Um, it'll be like you get the tickets, you know, a drink and like a, a hot dog or soda, popcorn, whatever it is. Like you get ticket, drink, and something to eat, a snack or whatever. And you used to see those, you know start off like let's say the buddy pass thing it start off like 30 40 dollars or whatever and you getting you know a beer a popcorn or whatever in the in a ticket the two people 30 40 man that now i want to say the cheapest you can get out the door is like 80 or so it's like between 60 and 80 it almost doubled from what it used to be for the cheap cheap you know nosebleed tickets for it um, but just seeing the way prices have gone up steadily for things at sporting events and stuff like that. And then the other thing that, that you can compare it to is, um, uh, like when you have food from outside that's getting served inside, like, let's say you have a Chick-fil-A or, uh, a something like that. Right. And you go in the stadium and that chicken sandwich is ten dollars by itself but you go to chick-fil-a and you can get the whole chicken sandwich combo with the fries and the drink for the ten dollars that's showing you like okay this is the difference in what i'm paying just because i'm inside these you know this stadium or this venue or whatever right yeah it's it's guys so it's got i will say so i'll say uh I'm, I I went back and listened to our preseason pod, mm -hmm. and I was wrong. Clearly, <laughs> I was clearly wrong. I literally said that the Chiefs had the hardest road, and I ain't gonna say they didn't. They, I, I honestly yeah. still believe they very well had the hardest road back to the Super Bowl between them and the Eagles. Like their road was super hard. They beat tough teams. They beat a tough Miami team that was top. Mm 
They beat mm-hmm. a tough Bills team that was above them. And mm-hmm. they also beat uh, a really tough number one in the AFC Ravens Great. team to get back to the Super Bowl. So yes. it's not like they, they definitely did not have an easy road at all. So that part I was I was right about. But I was mm-hmm. wrong because I was I figured one of the other teams was going to get there, not them. I did not see right. the Chiefs being back in that position to even contend for a Super Bowl. And somehow it's it's the quarterback, man. He Pat Mahomes is the new Tom Brady. Yeah, he he very well is. Like as long as he's on that field, that team has a chance. And I hate to say that, but excuse me. Um, he very well. If if he's laced up in his cleats on that grass, he he's gonna win, or he's gonna give you one hell of a fight. I put it to you like this, and I know um, we compare – well, I compare Brady and Mahomes to, like, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But in actuality, it's really a comparison between John Cena and Roman Reigns when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, Because you have a guy who's got the unquestioned record of, you know, most title reigns – He's tied with Flair, but still, it's like you look at John Cena and what he did in the era he did it in. It's it's just as, if not more, impressive. Um, and then you look at, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes coming up, you know, and, and they their their careers kind of cross paths. And Brady had to beat Mahomes for his last one, but then that that. You know, well, the year before, Mahomes had to beat Brady to get to one of his his first. And then the following year, Brady had to beat Mahomes for his last. And then it's like, okay, now they've overlapped. We see one and one. And then it's, you know, okay. But the torch has been passed because this guy obviously got old and he retired. And it's like, okay, I'm done. But you still have this other guy who's like, I've done so much this early in my career and I still have this much further to go before I get to the point where you are to where now he's put himself in the argument of, can he get to that level? Can he put himself in that argument with Brady for greatest of all time? And I, 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 my personal opinion, I think at he's not even 30 yet. I believe he's 28. Uh, with four appearances and three wins already, he's clearly on that path. Clearly on that path because he has at least, at bare minimum, five to ten more years of quality level of football left in it. Uh, just depending on injuries, uh, style of play, and what they keep around him and whatnot. Uh, but I will safely say he has at least a good five years left at, at you know, all pro level of football left in him. Uh, before he even starts to decline, five to ten. Uh, so I don't know, man. We'll see. But I definitely think he's he's put himself in a position to say if he can continue to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, he's done enough at this young stage of his career to say, like, yes, if he keeps going the way he's going, he can be in definitely be in that conversation of you know comparing himself to Brady you know, fairly and justly and also overtaking Brady unquestionably. Uh, but I would say he has to get in the, at least the five rings range. Bare minimum, he has to have at least five. 
But again, looking at his age, he very well what very well made can get two more easily. That that's why I say I think uh, he's really put himself in position to be put in that argument. And he's already restructuring his contract this year uh to bring in more people to save money on his side. Mm-hmm. So that way they can get these rings out the way. And I respect that. I respect any quarterback that does that because quarterbacks are the high are one of, if not the highest paid position in football. It teeters between them and the O-line a lot of times. Sometimes a D lineman to slip in there and get them a nice little bag, but <laughs> for the most part, it's usually quarterback. Um quarterbacks are the especially with the last few extensions. Their their AAV is above and away like above everybody else. They're at they're in like the fifty to fifty five, the forty five to fifty five range, roughly. Whereas I think the highest paid wide receiver is still Tyreek at thirty. I believe so. Uh, I want to say there was a couple of linemen that got roughly around the twenty to twenty five range, offensive linemen. And I want to say the defensive linemen are approaching 30. I want to say Bosa, one of the Bosa boys or Miles Garrett was is in around like 27 or so. Uh, so that's where like the, the annual average value of their contract kind of falls. Um, guaranteed money. The, the quarterbacks lead in everything. Like they're just – They've been put on such a pedestal because of the importance of their position. And then also with the way the game has shifted, it's now put more emphasis on the quarterback position, which in turn has put more emphasis on offensive linemen, especially left tackles if for right-handed quarterbacks, right tackles for lefties to, to protect their blind side, pass rushers for getting to those quarterbacks. And these good cover corners in, in, in versatile uh, uh, other defenders to cover all of these receivers that these offenses are throwing out there. But um, man, I, I've I've enjoyed the way uh, Mahomes' career has gone so far. Uh, I really appreciate uh, what I respect he's it. do. Um, I love the way he's willing to restructure his contract in order to make sure guys like Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and so on and so forth can stick around. Um, I also love the way the 49ers have continued to reload and retool themselves as well, uh, because just four years ago, these same two teams met in the Super Bowl. Yep. And they don't really look the same way they did four years ago. Not at uh, all. Neither one does. Uh, both teams have lost not only players, but also coaches and front office personnel. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs have managed to pretty much stay in that upper echelon while the 49ers have kind of fluctuated and brought themselves back. Uh, but what I will give both teams props on is being able to weather the storm of losing players, personnel, and especially in the 49ers case, you you changed quarterbacks and you went from, you know, uh, a high profile uh free agent acquisition to literally Mr. Irrelevant in the in the draft a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. those are the guys that you end up making the Super Bowl with. 
<clears throat> so that kind of speaks to what they've been able to do as far as talent uh, around those guys and Kyle Shanahan as a play caller. Uh, mm, they, Kyle Shanahan they, as a play caller. Getting to more of that, uh, they ended up firing their defensive coordinator today, Steve Wilkes, uh, after his first season on the job. I'm not uh, shocked. I kind of am um, because when you look at that defense and what they were able to accomplish this year as a whole, he did a great job. But when it counts, you don't fire a guy just because he had a bad game when it counts. Because if we really want to get into it, Kyle Shanahan should have fired himself after the last Super Bowl. Yeah. Should have after the NFC Championship last year. If you should have fired himself several times in his career, I'll say. I ain't gonna lie. After last year, last year I I, I give him the leeway because of the quarterback play. Uh-huh. You're playing with a, a a relative rookie, pretty much, and even this year, same thing. You're you're pretty much playing with a rookie. Um, but you know how it goes. Some somebody's got to be a bl- be to blame. And the defense gave up way too much. Offense won't do it enough, but the defense gave up more than they gained. So I can understand Steve Wilkes being out. I mean, it's the nature of the business, man. It is what it is. You you need a scapegoat somewhere. And yeah. the head coach ain't going nowhere. He ain't getting fired. Uh, they ain't getting rid of the quarterback because he is you know, cheap or replaceable as he is, look at how good he is. Who players that are contract? Purdy's good. Bro, let's stop with all this BS about Purdy's not good, Purdy's not this, Purdy's not that. That team wouldn't be where they are if he didn't perform the way he performed this year. They wouldn't be. Like you could look at me crazy and sideways all you want, but it's like, let's just be honest. Like yeah, let's let's be honest. That dude performed extremely well, and nobody wants to give him the credit for it. And extremely it's, well, it's killing me. It's killing me because look at how good he he played, and nobody wants to give him no props. Like he's it's using, like, he said, good, great, um, wow, yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I'm looking for right here. Here we go. Hey man, I know you about to hit me with some with some numbers. It's okay, and that's cool. But no, no, that defense carried them all year. The defense carried them all year. And and to your point that Steve Wilkes should not have been fired because of if you're looking at the entire season as a whole, yeah. Wilkes definitely shouldn't have been fired. Nah. But Brock Purdy ain't the answer. He good for now because they, they can use him for cheap. They can get mm-hmm. what they can they can get what they can get out of him right now because they don't have to worry about going to find a quarterback yet and paying him a lot of money. You know what I mean? They probably got him on uh like a rookie deal for like what maybe next year. Think next year might be the last year, and then they actually have to figure something out as far as do we pay him or do we look for what we've really been looking for and want? That's that's kind of the question 
at the end of next season. Yeah, I I'm just pretty, think I'm pretty I'm looking, I'm looking at, and this is why I say extremely well. Okay. Jesus. Because the defense was ranked eighth, right? In yards per game. Can you tell me where their offense was ranked? No, because I don't like them. <laughs> no. Second. I can't overall, tell you. Behind the Dolphins, yards per game. I believe it. Look at the weapons they got. Okay. You don't got to be – it ain't about being extremely well. It's about making sure you put the ball where those weapons can catch the ball, whether it's a five-yard uh, – and they mm-hmm. go do the rest. You got to remember, they do a lot of that. So a lot of it won't Purdy throwing downfield for 30, 40, 50 yards, nothing like that. It was him giving it to Debo five yards out and Debo doing the rest. It was him giving it to Ayuk five yards out, giving it to Kittle, maybe 10 to 15, but usually same thing, five yards. It's CMC moving the ball. So it was, it was, there's factors that play into that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if he's only giving you the ball within five yards and then you're going that yard, that yak is adding up, that's different. Hmm. Okay. That's different. Purdy ain't the answer, man. <laughs> you know, I ain't even a 49er fan, and I'll say it. Like he's not the answer. He's, he's he'll be a great backup. Okay. Because I'm looking at like their yards after the catch, and I'm just I'm just gonna compare the percentages of the yards after the catch to like let's say some other teams or something, so that way we could kind of put it in perspective and kind of have something to 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 go on. So roughly about half of their um, about half of their their uh, Yards came yards after the catch, right? Uh, that's 48, let's say 0.2% because they had it's uh, I believe it's like 20, 99, 20, 77 of their 45, 77 yards came after the catch. So if we look at this other team. Oh, wait, I got to because I'm bad with math on the calculator i can do it in my head i'm looking at another team that's at 43.9 percent of their yards after the catch uh being there the the total for their can you guess what team that is uh the chiefs wrong that's your philadelphia eagles hey man we lost (laughs) <laughs> Why are we talking about us? We lost. They did too. But we ain't even get a chance to even smell like we lost. We sucked. I'm talking about the regular season though. Oh, we sucked during the regular season too. Yeah, I would just I'm, gonna, I'm just comparing it to the regular season so that way I can get a better idea of like we how were, we were the king. I ain't gonna say king. We were the kings of the of the shuttle pass all season. That's now what we'll remember, be next year too. I said 
San Francisco's yard out of the catch percentage was 48.2%, right? Uh, I'll give you a wild guess at what the Chiefs was. Huh. I'll give you a hint. It was above 50? Yep. Figured it. Um, like 62. 61.1% of their yard, of their passing yards came from Yak. Okay. 61.1. I was close. So this is what I'm trying to say. Like we, we say Brock Purdy isn't this and Brock Purdy isn't that. And we try to, we try to make it seem like he's not that good, but we got to realize like he he's the stuff that we're accusing him of. There's other guys out there who's doing it way more egregiously and they don't get off of the criticism. So that's why I say, like, he performed very well in that system. He did very good. Yeah, he he he's a lot better than people give him credit for. And, and my only thing is, is, like, I don't want to be one of those that just unnecessarily piles on him or anything like that. Is he great? No. But for what they need him to be, he's very, very good. And that system calls for you to be able to hit guys on the move, hit guys in windows and whatnot, uh, and be accurate and decisive with the football. And he does exactly what they ask him to do, when and how they ask him to do it. Like, I don't know what else he's supposed to do, but they say, hey, this is your job. Do it and do it well. He's like, "Okay, cool. I'm going to go out there, do my job, do it well. That's what he did. So I just think that in in the, the sneaky thing about it is is he can do more with his legs, he just doesn't. And that's not at one, all. He doesn't. That's the one area I want to see him improve upon next year. I mean, with his passing and stuff, he's done pretty good. I've seen him throw into some really good windows and whatnot. Uh one of my favorite windows he threw into, I believe, was if it wasn't the Super Bowl, it was an NFC championship game. It was a dig route where it was between the linebacker and the safety, and they were playing a zone. And I mean, to get that ball over the line, but over the two linebackers, because it was two guys that were underneath. I don't know if it was a nickel and a linebacker or what, but it was two defenders underneath. And there was one or two safeties over the top, and he placed it over the underneath guys in front of the over the top guys and right there in a perfect spot to his receiver to not only catch but catch and turn up field where he wasn't getting, you know, killed or anything. And he can make some yards after the catch. Uh, so just those type of things, like I see him doing very well, but I want to see him do more with his legs. Um, Just to make that next improvement, that next step in his game, if he can get that going, that'll open up a lot of the uh, run pass option and read option stuff that Shanahan can pull out of his bag. When you have a McCaffrey and you have a Debo and an IU uh, and these, and Elijah Mitchell's and whatnot back there that, that can run the ball and whatnot. Um, 
So when you add that to your game, you're adding to your bag, you're just making yourself a lot more money uh, when it comes time for an extension, which I think if San Francisco plays it smart, they'll keep Purdy. And I would try to offer him something like three years. Uh, the Geno Smith contract, matter of fact, uh, three years, 105, and see what he, you know, guarantee him like 60 and, and see what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe something like four years, uh, 140, uh, and, and guarantee him like 80 and, and put front load a lot of that guarantee. Uh, basically, yeah, because I mean, he's he's going to get paid for sure. Yeah, I think but- so. I think so. Is it's is he gonna get paid as a starter or is he gonna get paid pretty good mediocrely to be a second string backup? I think he's gonna get like that, excuse me, like that new bottom tier starter money, which is like in the 30, 35, 40 range. I think he'll get something like that. Uh, but I don't expect him to like break the bank and be in that, you know, 45 to 50 plus range like uh, the Joe Burrows and and Justin Herberts and Josh Allen's and uh, Lamar Jackson's and these guys are. I don't expect him to be that that, you know, that that far and away above everybody. Um, NBA trade deadline. Just to wrap up football real quick, um, it's funny how in February, in the beginning part of February, we get the Super Bowl, which marks the end of one season. And then at the very end of February, we get the NFL scouting combine, which basically starts or kind of kicks off in a way their offseason. The draft Um, season. Draft. So we're, we're headed right into that wheelhouse of you know that 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 basic that football purgatory between the Super Bowl and the Combine, Ugh. where there's not much to talk about, report on, or anything else like that. Uh, but we still will have some content for y'all in the next couple of weeks until we get to the Combine draft season and, and all that good stuff. So don't worry, there still will be some good football talk from us next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, but the, the trade deadline in the NBA went down and there were no there were no superstars that, that traded uh hands. There were no like blockbuster trades that came out of nowhere that nah. you know, there were no DeJounte Murray's, there were no Zach Levine's, there were no ah. um there were no LeBron Jameses. There were no Clay Thompsons. There were no um, who else was rumored to be possibly rumored to be on a move or teams called about or what have you. Uh, there was none of that. Uh, you saw a few guys move here and there, and, and that's really about it. Yeah, um, mostly uh, you're gonna see that waiver wire like we saw uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Dinwiddie signing with the Lakers. Um, uh, what's his name? Went to the 76ers today. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Sorry, drawing a blank, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle yeah. Lowry signing with the 76ers today. So, you're gonna see a lot of people that that's gonna get waived, and that waiver wire free agency is gonna, gonna move a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the trade deadline, like you said, nothing major, 
Uh, a lot of teams did uh, did good. A lot of key trades to bring in uh, some key people to not. I don't want to say key, but bring in uh, some help um, to help you know with that second half push along going into the playoffs. So it's going to be super interesting to see how the rest of the NBA season goes. We got All Star coming up mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Um, so this All Star is going to be super interesting this weekend, all three days. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to be good to see, man. I'm, I'm also um, the the uh, the Raptors trading Dennis Schroeder to the Nets. You know, basically prompted them to waive Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, what you call it? Um. I Patrick think Spencer Ridley from the the Sixers to the Bucks. That was a dope trade because he's already been like him coming in early. He's already like player coaching it over mm-hmm. there, so he's gonna fit in well. I like Spencer Dinwiddie with that uh, Laker offense because D'Lo can get his, but he has he he's up and down. Um, you know, AD, you know LeBron, you know what you're gonna get out of them. But I think Spencer gives them that third score, that third consistent scoring option that they've been missing, and he's he's good on defense. Do I think it's enough to win the West? No. Um, I think we still need two more big men, and I say it in the sense of like throwing bodies at because Denver is the team to beat. Denver, mm-hmm. Denver is the team to beat in the West. Everybody else is cool, but Denver is the team to beat. It's all about getting more height, adding bodies, and throwing those bodies at at a uh, shit, what is wrong with me today? Oh my god! Um, throwing bodies at Denver as far as getting that entire oh yeah foul trouble. So, and that's what everybody should be gearing towards. This is Denver has changed the game to where you have to be more big man heavy in the West than guard heavy. Because you have to you have to get Jokic in foul trouble in order to damage them, in order to get them off their game, Jokic has the same foul trouble. Yeah. And I think one of the things that teams in the West also need to be mindful of is not just gearing up to, to have big men to throw bodies and fouls at Jokic, but also have perimeter and wing defenders that are uh, rangy enough to stick with guys like Michael Porter Jr., who's one of their X factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also need to watch out for, you know, uh, Jamal Murray, uh, who's a certified killer. So, and, and Porter Jr. has been stepping up and really, you know, growing into his role. Uh, Aaron Gordon is still a very active, you know, big body presence that they have. Uh, so the, the the nuggets are loaded, and you have to have answers for several different positions. Now you really do, uh, and there are at least two, possibly three men back on each position, to where they they have a second unit that can come in and be starters. So, um, definitely going to be interesting to see how everything goes after All Star break. I'm interested in All Star weekend this weekend. It's going to be a a lot of fun uh, celebrity game Friday night. Then the rookie sophomore uh, G League uh, pickup game Friday night 
Saturday, we go into the skills competition. Uh, you know, All-Star Saturday night is what everybody loves. Three-point contest, dunk contest is uh, hopefully starts living up to what it used to be uh, in the past uh, with the dunk contest. So uh, it's going to be super interesting, super fun. Yeah, I, I, I still get into it. I don't get as into it as I used to, but um, it's funny because like I kind of gauge things sometimes as to how like how interested my kids are because they're, you know, teens, young adults, whatever. And, you know, when my daughter, she takes me Sunday, I was I had finished cooking early, you know, because I woke up early, got everything done early and was, you know, I just ran to get me a snack on the other side of town. And um, I had to have some chicken crack. Like I was a fat ass on Sunday and drove 30 minutes just to get some chicken crackling and then damn near ate it on the way home before I even got back to the house. But um, anyway, um, <laughs> but like she texted me and she was like, hey, can you put the game on the big TV in the living room for me? And I'm like, like, do I look like a manager or, or like a waitress, a waiter or something at a sports bar? <laughs> like, why can't you cut on the TV? And just, I was like, all right, well, I guess that's her way of saying, hey, dad, I want to watch the game with you. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Uh, so I cut the game on and stuff. And, um, you know, we sitting there watching and she sat through the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't get she uh-huh. liked commercials, halftime show, all of that. She loved the sport. But like when it comes to like all-star weekend stuff, they used to be like, Hey, uh, let's watch this, or oh, let's let's get this to eat so we can watch this together. Oh, okay, cool. Now, Excuse like me. I don't even think they really be bothered with NBA All-Star Weekend stuff like they used to. I'm gonna be honest, I think the last couple of years I've had I've been busy, like doing, I've been doing something where to the point mm-hmm. where I honestly haven't even remembered that I, you know, that it was all-star Saturday night. And usually that Sunday, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stationary to watch uh, the all-star game, but I know Friday I'm, I never, I never catch the celebrity game or the uh, rookie sophomore game or the, well, uh, USA versus the world game up until this uh-huh. year. Yeah, like I miss it every year, and then All Star Saturday, I usually catch parts of it, and then I'm always doing somewhere I I, I miss the rest of it. So this might be the first year in a while because I have no plans this weekend at all. Like I think this might be the first time in a while. Like I'm I'm gonna really catch like all of the festivities that's going on. Yeah, man, it, it's it's fun because it's like there's there's sometimes where. Like when you just look at okay, let's just look at the events for what they are. You know, there's a skills competition, a three point contest, and a dunk contest. Mm-hmm. When you just look at them in a vacuum for what they are, it's like if you're a basketball fan, you're gonna enjoy those events. I think the fact that the dunk contest first, and then the three point contest next, lost a lot of star power over the years. That's what turned the All Star Weekend into you know Saturday All Star Saturday Night into something that's more or less like eh, you know if we catch it we catch it if we don't we don't we'll watch the highlights later on or social media Sports Center or whatever. 
That's usually how I am too. And I think that's what it became. And they've tried and tried and tried to bring things back and to make it more exciting. And the dunk contest used to be eight guys. It's down to four. Uh, and you still can't get like an upper echelon of four guys to participate in it. And now this year, uh, we have Jalen Brown, uh, which this is the first time I want to say since 2017. So the first time in like seven years that they've had an active all-star be a slam dunk participant. It's been eight years since we've had an active all-star participate in the slam dunk contest. Hmm. That just tells you the lack of star power that you've had in the dunk contest over those years. And it shows you how long it's been. And and before that, I wonder how long it was or how often it was or what have you, or the percentage of all-stars that participated or the percentage of the participants that were all-stars that participated. Uh, But it just shows you like guys aren't interested. They don't really care about it. And the All-Star game itself, uh, they've tried to change the format of it, change the scoring format of it to try to make it more interesting and everything else. But it's still going to be a glorified uh, pickup scrimmage exhibition game. Just bottom line, it is what it is. Until you start making it mean something and until you start offering something more for the winners of these All-Star Saturday challenges and whatnot. Because Sunday... Sunday they added in uh, the charity stuff, so right. whichever side wins uh, that that first half, then going into the second, third, and fourth quarter, like it's more charity work as far as like uh, donating money and stuff like that. But like you said, even with Saturday, when was the last time we've had like the, in our opinion, the best dunkers in the league? Some of these guys, I didn't realize they were dunkers like that. Like Hamey, uh, Vec, uh, was it, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know he dunks. <laughs> not, not, like, not like that to be in a dunk contest. I'm like, okay. I'm interested, but I didn't I didn't know that came with you. I saw I want to say he was on a break when he was at UCLA. And I, I want to say he caught a body like one or two hands, maybe in the tournament. But not like, not like you would think. Catch a body. It was more like, like let's say, a guy who's been playing ball for a while. You know, now plays at the local rec center, but he can still get up and dunk. It was one right. of those kind of dunks. Right, right. Uh, Mac McClung has been a highlight reel since Ooh, high school. High school. Uh, and Jacob Toppin. His, uh, oh, no. his little brother. And that's pretty much all I know about him. He, yeah, pretty much. Top his little brother. So I'm interested because a lot of people were shocked by Mac last year. People that weren't familiar with Mac yeah. and what he does. So yeah. this could also be the same thing where we're, you know, looking at them like, yeah, but they they might be they might be the ones that do, you know, do some real work. So I'm I'm interested to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I ain't doing nothing else. So yeah, it's 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 like you know what I'm saying, man. Like just it's gonna be something to do, something to watch, something to get into. Uh excuse, so excuse me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interested 
Am I going to be just if, focused on it and paying attention? Probably not. I'll, I'll probably like catch it in passing and see what's going on and dip in and dip out, but that's probably going to be about it. I probably won't watch anything until the dunk contest. You know, I kind of started liking the skills competition, but what I don't like is all the time and all the fluff in between everything. Like between the rounds of the dunk contest, between the rounds of all the the three point and, and the skill, like all that, I, I that I just that that gets on my nerves. Um, agreed. Um, I don't think has anything else in sports been crazy this last week. Um, the Mbappe news is is kind of yeah, yeah. I'm off it until. Because he's he's focused right now. He's focused on PSG. He's focused on yeah. playing. He's not going to get traded. There's not going to be any movement until close to the end of the season, anyway. Mm-hmm. As far as like you know, he may he may be courteous to let them know his decision, but we probably aren't going to hear anything until about until about a. Like June, July-ish is when we'll we'll start to see more. The transfer portal definitely has been uh, really busy. Uh, players moving around, teams mm-hmm. positioning themselves uh, at the top of the fixtures uh, in each league. So uh, that's been fun to watch. Um, Ivory Coast won AFCON, which is dope for them. Them and Nigeria put on a banger. Nigeria had been playing really well going up into that, too. Uh, I've been plotting on a Nigeria uh, soccer jersey that I want. I remember you and Ahum were talking about those jerseys, and one of y'all had sent it to the chat, and I was like, "Oh shit, that is kind of fly!" Like, yeah, them them Nigeria ones is dope. The Ivory Coast ones was crazy too. It makes me look at it now, like, "Yo, I gotta get more jerseys of like outside countries, outside of the ones that I'm normally uh, I'm normally watching and looking at." So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think other than that, I don't think there's been too much else going on. Uh, we got Dre. Uh, Dre's actually in Virginia right now uh, for a PLL play championship series. championship series. So I believe in the uh, championship been, series. I'm mistaken. Hold on. Let me double check right quick. Yeah, that's been pretty dope. Um, if you follow the Sucio Sports page, uh, he tags us in a lot. So we're always re, you know, reposting um, a lot of what um Dre hits us with while also panning his page and you know when he's dropping little videos and different things like that we're definitely um sending it to him with love so yeah definitely because the the Dre Lags podcast like it, it's 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 so dope to see like how excited he gets about uh, lacrosse and everything and how he keeps us informed and up to date and whatnot on uh the sport of lacrosse and just to be honest with you like it, it's it's something that i kind of looked at and like yeah okay whatever but like the way he explains it and in the passion in which he explains it and how he talks about it and breaks it down and makes you understand what's going on like I can understand it on a level of which I understand like basketball, football, baseball, you know, the major three sports that I grew up watching and playing and whatnot. So it's been pretty dope to, to really get into stuff like that. Uh and shout out 
again to all the sponsors uh, on the network. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Gel Blasters up in the corner there, uh, our sponsor. Uh, please go and support them. Uh, Thintech, uh, um, their uh, sports brand, uh, supplements and whatnot. Uh, Bucked Up, uh, their brand of supplements and gear and whatnot. Uh, we have uh, 710 Labs, uh, Sexual Chocolate, Dr. Dabber, Luck Bel Air, Champagne, um, just all the different pods on the CDB network. Uh, we have Sucio Boys, Aim High, A Different Angle, and Trey Lax Podcast, A Hunt uh, Soccer Sit Down, and of course, Sucio Sports here. So, just continue to support everybody on the network. And whatnot. We're uh, growing, man. We're growing. We're doing amazing things. We're adding new sponsors every week uh, to the network individually and overall. So it is um, it's been it's been fun, man. Just working with the fellas. Uh, you know, me and me and Jermaine had this vision and it took us a while. <laughs> we talked about it for a minute. And then we finally, you know, said, fuck it, let's do it. And we're 20 episodes in with uh, 20,000 more to go. So come along on this on this roller coaster ride and journey with us. You know what I mean? Episode 21, we might pop bottles or something, you know, because we're legal now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like. I don't know, man. It's like it, it's been a journey, and I didn't even know like how far we could take this or how far we could go with it or whatever, or just like you know, like sometimes you sit back and you think, like, man, wow, like where have we gone? What are we doing? And you know, like how far can we take this or whatever? And then you, you start seeing the results and you start seeing people comment, participate, retweet, and, 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 and you, you get a sponsor, you know, and then you, you hear people say, you know, um, you make other appearances or do other things. What are you doing? What's you plug your podcast and this and that. And Not just that, but even with what we've been doing with the African-American um, sports uh, players so far this month, you know, having people like tell us like, Hey man, like I didn't, yeah, any of these people and what they did or that they did these things, which is dope for us because that was the vision of doing it was finding athletes that aren't the norm that you always hear about. Now, there are a couple that we've thrown in there that, you know, uh, Joe Lewis, uh, who I po uh, I posted mm -hmm. yesterday, um, there's, a, there's a couple in there here and there where it's like, all right, we know who these people are, but the majority is like athletes that go unheard. Uh, yeah. You don't hear their name too much. You don't hear their story uh, or what they did or who they are. They're in the history books. It's archived. It's there. But nobody talks about them. So um, I definitely wanted to do my due diligence to, you know, bring them to light and give them, you know, the flowers that they deserve. Um, not just this month, but this might be something we just keep doing just – you know, in general, because I love it. Like, like I said, I've yeah. learned so much about um, a lot of the athletes that uh, Jermaine has posted. Whereas, I'm, I'm sure he's learned a lot about the athletes that I've posted also. So, I think even 
after February, we may just keep this going. Maybe not on the daily, maybe, you know, uh, you know, random, you know, when we find somebody, but it's definitely been dope for real. And the, the struggle of trying to find new people every day, which I know there's probably hundreds of thousands of athletes that we can pick from. So, yeah. And it, it's like, you know, it, it's, it just, sometimes you, you, you sit back and you think and you wonder like, what, what is it really like? What, what do we want to do and how do we want to present things and whatnot? And the thing that we came up with is like, we wanted to present people that, you know, other people didn't really know about. Uh, if it was mm -hmm. something somebody knew about, uh, find a different angle or something that they may not have really known. Um, yep. like, it's like with Jim Brown. Uh, a lot I, was, of people, yeah, I was just getting ready to say, you know, with the Jim a Brown. Lot of people didn't know that he was a lacrosse, that he was a, a major lacrosse player in college. And had he not gone to play football, if lacrosse was more of a professional sport during that time, like as far as financially, he probably would have went that way instead of going football. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. Like he's, and, he's in the record books and history books for lacrosse also, not just uh the football hall of fame. He's in the lacrosse hall of fame also. And you know, it's it's really crazy because like people I don't think people really knew that about him, but also I don't think that they really expected to like find that out about him either. Because like there are certain things where you may be like, oh, well, if we told you he was an actor or he did it, well, well, yeah, well, I know Jim Brown was in some movies or something like that. But when you say, hey, he was he played lacrosse and he was like one of the best lacrosse players ever. Uh, but he just never took it any further than playing in college. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that, um, you know, just some of the the the, the athletes and things that we find sometimes it, it's uh we put a lot of work and a lot of research and a lot of effort in, in that to kind of highlight those kind of things because we feel like it's important. Uh, the same way we try to make sure that we highlight and, and speak about uh, women's sports and, and also some sports that, you know, you may not, you know, necessarily know or talk about like lacrosse or soccer or, you know, what have you. So it's just an effort for us to try to, stick out a little bit, do something a little bit different from what you're used to hearing, what you're used to seeing and whatnot. We're not just going to sit here and argue all day. And we're not just going to sit here and kumbaya and agree all day. Uh, you're not going to get the same old recycled stuff that you hear and see from everyone else. Uh, so it's just, it is what it is. And we're trying to, you know, keep up and, and, and stick out and, and do good things and do good work and whatnot and, and provide a good, good content for everybody out there so we hope we, that y'all stick with us on this journey we got a lot more to come um he's i i don't really have a rant this week do you have something oh man did i have one i feel like i had one i had one but i don't even know if i got the energy for that shit i might save it for next week <laughs> i feel like it's gonna it might ramp up yeah, I'm going to save it for next week. I ain't even got one this week. I'm going to cut it short because it's Valentine's Day, man. You know, uh, lovers and friends. Friends and lovers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah. We said we're going to keep it short this week, though. Um, Like I said, because it's Valentine's Day, we ain't want to hit y'all with nothing crazy. We know y'all are, at this hour, probably not even watching us anymore. Uh, uh, Hopefully, we are not Netflix and chilling or whatever, and we're not playing in the background while y'all are Valentine. Valentine. Yeah. Weirdos. Uh, But, yeah, man, this has been episode 19. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Seriously, though. Uh, um, go and make a... What is this? February? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Uh, what's November? Uh, Sagittarius? And something else. No, I believe it's Scorpio. I'm pretty sure it's Scorpio. Scorpio and Sagittarius. Really about making Scorpios tonight. I'm, I'm almost certain. It's oh, hey, man. Go make you a couple Scorpios and go make you some Scorpios and turn up, you know? <laughs> nah. I'm about to roll over, take a shower. Hey, my pillow is calling. Yes, sir. But, uh, my brother, Keith. For the sponsors at Gel Blaster and everybody else, all the other pods on the CDB network. It's Keys, it's Jermaine. Appreciate y'all rocking with us on episode 20 of Sucio Sports. We'll see y'all next week for episode 21. Later.